What's the matter? I just talked to Blair. She called from the plane. She called from the airplane? Do you have any idea how much it costs to call from an airplane? How is she? She's fine. She misses us. I'm over there. I could. What? You didn't get the white chocolate. We didn't have it. What? Did you talk to Rex? Who's Rex? The butcher. As odd as it sounds, I didn't think of asking the butcher where the chocolate was. You know, most of you who listen to this podcast, all of you pretty much know that I love my Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis is to me, is, is probably my favorite actress. And they got my Sigourney Weaver, and then I got my Meryl Streep, and then I got my Kate Beckinsdale, but not necessarily for acting with her. <laughs> 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 so, I just... <laughs> Yeah, Trevor. I don't know. Do you want to take over this one? Um, you know, no, Karen. This this is your doing, and you know, you basically, you know, you made this snowball, so you're gonna to have to throw it. <laughs> oh fuck! Listen, in 2004, it was a dark year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who knew? This was written by John Grisham, <laughs> who gave us, uh. Fucking great movies and books like The Firm, The Pelican Brief, <laughs> The Client, The Rainmaker, The Chamber. John Grisham wrote a book called Skipping Christmas. And now this has turned into a movie called Christmas with the Cranks. I never read Skipping Christmas, but I can guarantee you the book is 3,000 times better than what we're about to talk about. Yeah. And the script was also written by Christopher Columbus. I saw that 1492 Productions. That's Christopher Columbus's uh, production company. You've got the guy who wrote fucking Gremlins, the Home Alones, uh, Christopher, all the John Hughes kid, uh, and the Harry Potter's, and all these. And this, on paper, you've got a winning combo here, right? Mm-hmm. You got Tim Allen. I'm not a fan of, but he does Christmas well because he's done the Santa Claus. And he does family entertainment well, you know, with home improvement. Again, not a fan of his work, but I can appreciate why they cast him. <laughs> You've got Jamie Lee, duh, enough said. Dan Aykroyd, wasted, which is a nice reunion with Trading Places. Yep. With Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee can do comedy, two of, the, two of my favorites in the 80s, which is Trading Places and... Underrated, I think people forget about A Fish Called Wanda. Yes, with John Cleese and the sort of Monty Python team. Yep, John Cleese and Palin, and and then an Oscar went to Kevin Klein for that. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> well, Joe Roth, the director, he's a producer at heart. I'll leave it at that. Uh, I. Okay, we got Nora, Luther, Vic. <laughs> Walt, I, I I'm not even to bother. I'm not. I'm like, first of all, I'm blaming. I'm gonna blame Trevor for this. Don't what? Uh, because <laughs> I believe with Trevor's talk with Doctor Who, consistently, it has made me 
make bad choices. Kieran, Kieran, I, there's the way I've accepted that because, you know, and I would also like to add, never, ever can you slag my choice of films or even series like Doctor Who or The Lighthouse or David Lynch after picking this, well, keeping in the Christmas sort of theme, this turkey, this absolute <laughs> fucking turkey of a shit show. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck dear. me. Ah, oh. uh, I hate Christmas. Sorry, <laughs> and I, oh. and this doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. I, I basically one of the things. I mean, I hate Christmas as well. I'm I'm a real Scrooge. Um, but one of the things I also one of the many things I hate about Christmas is family orientated, um, sort of suburban set, middle class set christmas films uh they're usually made for tv you would get them in the uk and channel five and hallmark type christmas films i believe they're they're known as and this is pretty much the same thing but with a i have to say a stellar cast who should be ashamed of themselves (laughs) you know what i'm gonna disagree i'm gonna disagree with you on that the last comment you made and what i mean by that is i was thinking about this Christmas movies get a pass because there's always a nice message. Yeah. And we'll get to it, but this movie does have a good message at the end. But it's easy to get away with that on Christmas, right? Yeah, it's so predictable. Yeah, exactly. But the neighborhood, like Christmas vacation is a perfect, Mm -hmm. perfect example. Home Alone would be a good example. Uncle Buck teetering toward Christmas, maybe. But it's been done well. And I think Christmas movies, no matter what and how bad they can be, besides Jingle All the Way, that was <laughs> that was bad. But I think this one tops it. <laughs> yeah. But they mean well. There's good intent, so they get passes. Um, I'm going to tell you now. I'm thinking over the years. I remember, you know, going with my parent, going with my family, and going to see a Christmas movie that comes out that year. The Christmas movie, not like a big blockbuster. We're just talking like a, a basic Christmas-themed movie. Yes. I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I And know. that's when it peaked to me. And I'm going to be blunt. I think it really peaked with maybe Home Alone. Uh, we had Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, and Scrooge all kind of came out around the same time. And that's the trifecta. Those are the three go-tos for me, almost. And then we got... In the late 90s, Jack Frost, which you did last year, which was a fucking train wreck. Listen to that podcast. It's the podcast <laughs> I could not stop laughing. Please check out Jack Frost. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> and all our but, other backup suits. <laughs> yeah, and everything else. <laughs> not related to Christmas. But um, it's you had Elf, which is okay. You had Grinch with Jim Carrey, which is okay. No one really talks. You know, Elf does have a pretty good following, but no one really talks about them like they do. Scrooge, Christification, A Christmas Carol, all these Christmas films that we all grew up with watching. And I think they're because you kind of nipped it in the. I mean, I am sticking up for what you said. <laughs> they became former, like they became. Now so you can watch it at noon on Lifetime Channel. Yes. Or the Hallmark Channel, like you mentioned. Maybe that's the problem. There's no originality in the Christmas film anymore. Uh, and we just, I just saw that movie. What do you call it? the one with Ryan Reynolds oh, and Will Ferrell? It's a musical. I think, I think it sounds vaguely familiar. Is it, is it a new it, one? Yeah, it's on Apple. Right. 
You know, and I, yeah, I haven't seen it. It's about it, it's it's a Christmas Carol, but it's they're self aware mm-hmm. that they're making fun of the Christmas Carol, and it's okay. Um, I'm drawing this out, people, because we got another <laughs> 23 minutes. <laughs> the cranks will take us five. Yeah, so bear with us here. I think people know what I'm saying. I I would sort of yeah I would agree with you yeah 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 it took me twenty minutes to get that out but I I think there's also been a, a big sort of resurgence in recent years of Christmas the um set horror films and ah so <laughs> they seem to have basically now this Christmas with the Cranks is a complete Christmas horror film but for all the wrong reasons <laughs> uh, well, oh it's, it's well I'm glad you brought up horror yeah because. The good news, we're doing a back-to-back horror. <laughs> we will get to we will get to Christmas the Cranks, unfortunately, real soon here. Bear with us. We're gonna be doing Christmas Evil, and the new one that just got released on Shutter on video on demand, which we should get paid for saying. <laughs> Product is, placement. <laughs> yeah, we should get some money for that one. It's fucking owned by Amazon, I think. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do a feature. So one podcast, two films, and it's you know, so it's gonna be Christmas Evil and uh, uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas, but the Killer Robot Santa. That is gonna be good, uh, but unfortunately, till we get to that, we gotta pepper in some shit. <laughs> um, we pepper these ones because they're movies with the talent that's in them. The same thing with Jack Frost last year. Movie, the talent that's in this, the talent that's behind the lens. In front of the lens, uh, the fucking author, John Grissom. Yeah. This should be 3,000 times better. So we pretty much talk about what the fuck went wrong. So after that long 90-minute intro, I apologize for that. (laughs) But fuck it, trust me, you're going to thank me for that 90-minute intro because we're about to talk Christmas with the fucking cranks. (laughs) Oh, my God. So here's the story. Now, here's what I don't get. The daughter's going to Peru for the Peace Corps. Yes. She's going there, whatever. She's leaving Christmas. No, she's leaving uh, Thanksgiving. Yes. The day after Thanksgiving, right? So they go into panic mode when she's coming back for Christmas. They decide they're going to shut down Christmas and invest in themselves. Nothing wrong with that. They're going to go to the Bahamas. Yeah. Then they find out the daughter's coming back last minute. No one would do this. I mean, first of all, the daughter's only been gone for less than 30 days. So it's not like she was in Vietnam or, you know, Karen, fighting for a country. You have taken the words right out of my mouth. It is completely implausible and illogical, the entire storyline, basically. People don't behave like this. Even if it is supposed to be a comedy, it, it's ridiculous. There's, so, and there, there's multiple... Um, examples within the film where things are just illogical of how actual people would behave, you know? It, I would argue with you mm-hmm. with most films when you say that because it's a Christmas film, God fuck it, we'll go with it. <laughs> but you're right. Here's the problem with this film. It First of all, what genre is this? Because we'll get to the ending. Is this a fantasy film now? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it goes all over the place. And it it gets to the point where Christmas movies, you always, they're campy. Okay, that's what they are. Schmaltzy. Uh, 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 yes, 
They all sing We Are the World at the end together and hold <laughs> our hands. What the fuck? I don't give a shit. <laughs> but this is the most, this is the stupidest plot ever for a Christmas film. This is stupid. And yeah, I, I, I don't, and this is written, and we know the meat of it wouldn't be John Grisham because you know the screenplay would be readapted and you know yeah. made into a comedy but rumor has the John Grisham book was darker right I haven't read it either it's know? it's actually a novella so yeah. it's an easy read if it's anything like this it's not <laughs> yeah oh exactly I mean this is well you're, as you were saying about the plot it is complete convoluted nonsense even for a silly family Christmas film Let's, you know, let's just jump into it. Um, so it's downpouring. And this is before they find out the daughter. No, wait. I'm confused. No, the daughter hasn't left yet. No, wait. When's the scene where she's going to get chocolate? You remember when he's chucking the car and it's raining out? And he gets, yes. He gets no, 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 no. The daughter has left, I think, at this point. Um, but, um, and at this point, they're still deciding, um, Jimmy, oh, yes. th- that they're going to have Christmas Jimmy Lee Curtis. It isn't until later on when, as you would say, they're going to have a bit of yum yum time, Tim Allen and Jimmy Lee Curtis, which is pretty awkward to watch. Um, but, um, they, it's saying he says, I've got a surprise for you. I'm booking us a holiday. Well, let's just cancel Christmas. Um, we're going away to the Caribbean or whatever. Yeah. And then she's, she's kind of on board with it. Um, as long as he still donates to charities and stuff like that. I think this is uh, actually the scene where he, it's like the final straw for him uh, for Christmas whenever he gets so wet and then the, like the roof of the, the what he called it was like the shelter of the shop sort of breaks and he gets yeah, the canopy. Wet. Yeah. 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 That, that scene when he keeps going back and forth in the rain. I love how the, the rain is raining out, but he's like three feet away from the, from the fucking shop. Yeah. Grow up and go get the fucking stuff. And then you got the pothole, the water. And then you got the guy keep asking for an umbrella, which will get him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you're right. That's the strong. I do like the line where they're all out of white chocolate. It's like, oh my God, didn't you talk to so-and-so the butcher? And he goes, well, uh, my apologies for not asking the butcher where the chocolate is. <laughs> well, um, that was, I suppose, the only mildly humorous line in it. Um, the rest. I didn't laugh once during this. Uh, and I am. A, I can be a bit grumpy and a bit of a comedy snob, but um, admittedly, but um, yeah, this is this is well. Uh, I'll come back to the butcher. I have a query later on about. The, we'll come back to the butcher. <laughs> oh, that's probably you know that comment you just made is probably more intriguing than anything in this film. <laughs> so, but I did smirk, like you know, like, kind of like a. Like a grimace, kind of like a <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> grimace. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. This <laughs> <laughs> entire a cringe, a cringe would be a good oh. way to describe it, you know, or an awkward sort of. <laughs> you have know? yeah, that guy uh, from here, from from tear, from here, whatever is it, Dan Aykroyd's character. Yes, um, they should have really played on that because trading places and all would have been a nice little mm-hmm. nod. But they didn't. There's a fucking line in this that's completely wasted and stupid. And they're they're looking out the window, Nora and Luther. And oh, there's Fremire, he's running the neighborhood again. Oh, we have a problem. Who are you gonna call? Yes. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Cringeworthy. You know, and poorly delivered. You know who could have done this film? And I bring him up a lot because I think he's an underrated fucking gem of a director. Joe Dante. Yeah, absolutely. He could have taken this and put the kid stuff in it for the kids, but adulted a bit. Because mm-hmm. he did a little film that's almost similar. Well, not similar. I can't say that. But the settings are similar. It's called The Burbs. Yes, I remember The Burbs. Yeah. Um, that's who you, Joe Roth doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. No. Um, trust me, I've seen his, his other stuff. He doesn't know what he's doing. So the whole thing, I had no idea. I thought they were the ones... Because the neighborhood's all upset that they're not celebrating Christmas. So the whole town's, you know, it does something right. I don't know. It gives you two acts. The first act is the is the whole town and the neighborhood's reaction for them not celebrating Christmas. Because, you know, the money the guys would lose for the Christmas cards. You had that scene. You had uh, the Christmas tree scene. You had the cops to come into the door and donating scene, which will all come back to them in the second act. So I, so the first act works when it's the outcome of them deciding they're not going to celebrate Christmas. And then the second act plays, we need this all back. And the people they kind of screwed over in the first act have to, you know, get together and help them. So I think the acts, you know what I mean? It's, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It does have, on paper, a good setup. Yes, in theory, it sort of works. I mean, I mean, adults don't behave like the way the adults behave in the first half of this film. Like, basically, they throw a tantrum because their neighbours aren't celebrating Christmas. If someone on my street said to me, oh, we're not going to celebrate um, Christmas this year, I would say, good for you, and continue on with my life. That would be the end of it. They got a whole entire film out of this, you know. Uh, (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous, and not in a good way. You know, it's... um, not in a sort of absurdist comedy sort of way, because it just doesn't work at all. On paper, I suppose it does sort of work, but the big problem is the script and the, and the direction, the delivery, basically. What I didn't get, I thought every year they put up Big Frosty on top of their roof, mm-hmm. and that's a big draw. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize the whole neighborhood does it. It's, it's, it's like some fucking parallel fucking universe this neighborhood because I, I, I know this is nitpicking but why do not, none, of, none of the um, none of the houses have curtains or blinds seriously <laughs> ser- serious it's really what? weird because they're just looking into each other's houses it's well, fucking it's voyeurism <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> even whatever M M Emmett Walsh and his wife, who's dying of cancer in it, um, are having like a quiet moment on their own. They're all fucking looking in the window at them. It's fucking weird. <laughs> well, they're not. Oh, I mean, but we'll get to that scene. It's the one scene I actually like. Yeah. Uh, but the whole Frosty thing, I was like, I thought it was makes more sense. My version <laughs> that we we always like to see Frosty up, you know, put yeah. up Frosty. I, I get that. I was like, okay, that's the one thing they did that people liked. But when the camera pans up at the end of the movie, they all have Frosties on their wrists. Yes, yeah, it's. I didn't know that. It's 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 like some sort of weird neighborhood that's actually a cult. It's actually very dark and sinister. You know, it's no, like, no offense. You would like it then. Yeah, it would be like you know, and then it have the ending, have like a Jonestown massacre type ending. You know? Yeah, you you can have fucking Robert Eggers direct this thing, yeah. and then you can have fucking mermaids showing up and, and fucking lumberjacks. Nah, that's a Christmas film I'd watch. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> 
Oh, in all fairness, I'd rather see that. Yeah, yeah, the mobile god. Oh, my God. So, guys, I love Jamie Lee. I say it it in the beginning, I'll say it again. But she's horrible in this film. She's terrible. And Tim Allen suits it. He's dry humor. Guy doesn't want to be there. That's kind of his persona. Yeah, that's one of the group for him. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd's fine. He's there for... Don't know why, but he's there. Yeah, it's kind of pointless. Emmett Walsh is actually very good. Emmett Walsh is brilliant. Anything he does, I love Emmett Walsh. Mm-hmm. Cheech, Cheech Marin, very funny. He's very good at what he does. I like Cheech Marin. Jake Busey. Yeah. Well, like his father, Looney. <laughs> but Jamie Lee is horrible in this. I don't know if it's the wig or she... And the fun thing, she can do humor. So I thought about this, and I don't think it's her fault. I'm going to go with the director telling her how to behave. Yeah. And she went with it because Jamie Lee, this is a bad, bad performance. Yeah, out of all the team, and I am a, I, I am a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis as well, but of all, out of all the Jamie Lee Curtis performances I have seen, this is her worst. And whenever I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, Jamie, just stick to being fucking stalked by Michael Myers. You know, <laughs> this is fucking bad. You know. Well, like I mentioned a few comments she does. Even back in the 2000 when this came out, 2004, she still had that resurgence. I think she did, well, she did some comedy, but she did uh, Freaky Friday, which was well yes, received. Yes, the remake of it. Yep. Yeah, with uh, Lohan. Yeah. And so she was doing fine. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. Now, she, she, in all fairness, she works. She's a very smart woman. She's got her side business. She's got a big chunk of business with Activia. She's got her art. No, she, was, no, she writes children's books. Mm-hmm. So she took some time off to do all that. Really wasn't until we saw her in the Halloween reboots where she kind of had a resurgence. But I don't. I think that wasn't because she, Hollywood didn't want her. I just think she decided to step away. Mm-hmm. I think this helped. Cause, cause yeah, she, I, I can see her. I mean, she's obviously a serious actress and a serious person generally so i can't see her being happy with this you know or proud of this well i mean you say she, i i think she's i think she's could do everything i think she's uh, she actually she, you know, of her facebook page she's very tongue-in-cheek yeah she's very potty mouth she's very you know she's yeah. cool yeah um and i thought she i thought because her character wasn't that is why it's just she just it was it was I'm saying now it was cringeworthy watching her on screen. Yeah, almost painful to watch. Um, there, there's a scene around the the midway mark when they decide well that they're gonna do Christmas with the ham, um, and that's one, that's one I wanted to come back to. It's and it's it's like having teeth pulled trying to watch it. You know, it's terrible. It, let's talk about. Before the mad rush to get Christmas back. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, people. It looks like this might go over 30 minutes. I apologize. <laughs> but still better than the film. <laughs> um, I have little stars with sentences that are scenes that worked. So I have like three of them. Yeah. Or that are kind of funny. Don't work, but they're kind of funny. Mm-hmm. The tanning bed scene. Um, When she's in the tanning bed, she's in her skimpy little... You know, uh, a swimsuit, mm-hmm. and she bangs her head, 
and she cuts her head and she's asking the, the girl who's way over tanned in the desk to, to give her a bandy because she's bleeding and then the priest walks in and then the priest is with a bunch of people and they're all looking at she's you know in this in the south the bikini and then tim allen luther comes out i heard you banged your head and he's got a speedo on yeah that was funny i think that i'd give that a pat that was a pretty funny scene i i think it's more as you were saying earlier um, these things are probably look good on paper, you know, and and sort of in concept, but I, they're not delivered well. I, I I'm I, I'm giving the teddy bed. Now I'm talking about it. I can picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's pretty good. I'm giving him that. That was like something you've seen in Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, like guys, when I rip apart a film, I do like to find some good things about it. I don't like tear like I did. Was it? Salem's Lot, I like the opening uh, title. <laughs> no, the Return to Salem's Return Lot. Return to Salem's Lot, yes. And Stop Over Mama Shoot, I liked. Can't remember, but I'll rem- I listen to podcasts, folks. <laughs> Stop Over My Mama Shoot is a better film than this, and I am being 100% serious here. I'm teetering on that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm serious. It's, I, I thought she'd go all the way. Jack Frost was our worst Christmas. No, this is. No. This is better than Jack Frost. I haven't seen um, Jack Frost. Yeah, don't. Okay, let's just move on. <laughs> so, now Blair's, you know, now that everyone's disappointed that, you know, that they're not doing it, now they have the mad rush to get it done. Which all he had to say was, hey, neighbors, we're all best friends. Can you guys help us out? We decided we're going to stay here for Christmas. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. There you go. End of the movie. Yeah. We're, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Let's go get let's go get a beer. <laughs> uh, this is the second act, which like again, I like the fact that the second act deals with now the fallout or what, what they have to do, the repercussions of letting people down in the first act. So that's cool. I'll go with it. But the execution shit. Yep. It's 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 all over the place. Um uh, they go they when they go buy a Christmas tree, that's so fucking stupid. Who's who Luther buys the tree? Oh, it's seventy five pounds for that tree. Well, it says fifteen. Well, you know, supply and demand, and it's it's a twig. It, it's who would who would buy that again with the um the the uh, this this is connected to the ham scene. Whenever um, Jimmy Lee Curtis is um, basically fighting for a ham, and then it you know rolls down oh, the hill and all this nonsense. Yeah. This this doesn't not um, the thing with the tree. Is, are these the only shops that are in this like entire fucking state? Um, why why didn't you go to the butcher who is referenced? This is the butcher point, by the way. Who is referenced at the fucking start? Why didn't you go to the butcher for a ham? Why did you have to get this specific tin of ham in this specific supermarket or mall or whatever it was? Or you know, um, that's right, because he's good friends with the butcher. Eh? Yeah, why didn't you go to the butcher to get the fucking ham? Um, <laughs> it, it's it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's the same with the Christmas tree that you're talking about now. Why didn't he well, just go to another shop? He said, it's "Fucking <laughs> stupid." You say, why can't you go to a, uh, the town's got to have more, you know, exactly. grocery stores than this. <laughs> but, you know, at the end, <laughs> when they pan up in the sky. Yeah. About a mile away is the fucking city of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. No, point, point. It would have made more sense if this was really small town USA. And you know what they could have done? Like in the and, fucking and, North Pole or something? Or like... Well, no. They could have done it like <laughs> a, 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 like somewhere out in Maine. You know? Yeah. Like a small Stephen King town. 
so they have limited resources. <laughs> this, no, this acts, dude, this makes more sense. And what they could have done was they shut down Christmas. The small town disappointed because they, these guys are always the best at what they did. Yeah. And people look forward to them when they're doing their Christmas party. But they decided to take it all up, you know, chuck off. Mm-hmm. They let people down. They're disappointed. It's a small town. And then when they decide they have to do it again, they're not in fucking Chicago. They're in a small town that doesn't have much. It sounds like that would have made more sense. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds like the beginning of a Stephen King horror story. Or you maybe said it in, like you say, Maine or Alaska or somewhere like that, you know? Yeah. I just rewrote this. Yeah. Perfect. And it's all fun- you had to do was and it's change a lot the better. Yeah. And it, it's just, it, it, and not only that, there see these sort of set pieces, the comedy set pieces, you know, the bit where Tim Allen gets the Botox and stuff, and basically all of it, all of the slapstick stuff, it just oh, comes across as really fucking juvenile. You know, like, I mean, who, who's, the, who's the target audience here? Is it fucking um, five-year-olds, you know? It, 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 you know, five-year-olds, or, you know, is it for people with the IQ of an empty tin of beer? It's just, oh, it's grim, uh, you know? <laughs> like, when he, when he goes to the neighbor, yeah. and they're leaving, can I, can I take your Christmas tree for a couple of days? Yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> well, you know what? I'll go, I'm going at this point, right? And he asked the kid Spike to help. Mm-hmm. And then the police, and then the neighbors call the police on him. Real nice neighbors, by the way. <laughs> Clearly, you know who that's Luther. Yeah. Why would you call the police on your on your neighbor, knowing you're good friends with him? Why would you do that? It makes no sense. He's also spying through um, the windows again because these um, houses don't have curtains or are, <laughs> yeah. are blinds or drapes, as you call them in America. It's it's I'm stuff like that pisses me off because because the details are important, you know. Well. Well, when they when Spike, when the when, they, when they, and then they, the cops arrest him. <laughs> That's right. And they don't have to. Yeah. They, they he told them what happened, but they're gonna arrest him because they didn't he didn't buy the Christmas calendar this year. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Uh, but then they release him on the word of a fucking ten year old boy. <laughs> well, he had the house key. Yeah. Uh, so I'm give, I'll give that. A and point. then what's this? Yeah, well, we'll get to it later on. There's more nonsense with the police and that criminal that comes into it. I think Jamie Lee during this part, the chaos was she the ham thing, everything. The problem with Jamie Lee, she doesn't do chaos right, and slapstick. She, yeah, slapstick, perfect. So she should have done it more deadpan, like Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Something I don't, I don't, I don't know. And actually, in all fairness, once we once Jamie Lee gets to the house, it's the rest of the movie is really Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is actually. Yeah. Um, and maybe that was that they're saying maybe this isn't working with Jamie. I don't know. And I hate saying that because anyone knows me. I, I, I get. I'm, I keep bringing it up. She's probably my, my favorite actress. So yeah. Um, this is no disrespect. Well, if this film was made today and this year, you know, in current times in 2022, it would be basically it would be Jamie Lee's story. Um, you know, as opposed to Tim Allen's, but and uh, this, he uh, towards like the final act, he pretty much disappears a good lot, and all she really, there's no real sort of conflict for her. All she has to do is get, all she's basically doing is getting excited about the daughter coming home, and then go yeah. to her daughter, her daughter, and the fucking Peruvian boyfriend. Um, yeah, because once she gets the help from the neighbors, mm-hmm. she's good to go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Wait. I got a star, star, star here. <laughs> so we got we got another compliment. Let me read it here. <laughs> so they're putting on the no, but it's not. I thought we had. Oh, it it's it it could have been a good scene. It's for this what it is. So when he's when he decides to hang up Frosty, yes, that everyone wants. 
Um, he's struggling. By the way, it's, why would you do that by yourself? Exactly. Fuck off. Yeah. So he he gets up there, and obviously it falls and shatters. All right, mm-hmm. and and he's hanging on the rope. Horrible, horrible scene. Yes. But it could have. It would have been funnier if the rope wrapped around the the Frosty's neck, mm-hmm. and the it's just hanging there. For, you know, hanging like a noose, and the kids are terrified. Yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah, and it would have been a bit darker as well, a bit more sort of yeah. But again, it goes back to what what we're given is this juvenile nonsense. Um, that uh, I don't know who this is aimed at. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, I suppose families, but I mean, I would worry about the family who would enjoy this crap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not really well received. Um, I think a lot most people are going to bear with this. Yeah, I do like the scene where they ask the cops. They are probably. Um, it's probably, and this is pushing. Trina and Salino, the cops, are asked to go pick up Blair, but she's on. She's early. Uh, the plane had good tailwind or something like that. Yeah. And... No. <laughs> fucking. Uh, yeah. So, the, yeah. More, more, bullshit, more complete and other. But who wrote this? A fuck, I mean, Christopher Columbus wrote this. And he has a very good sort of CV and track record. And this is just full of complete convenience. Yeah. So the plane magically fucking went faster. Yeah. Basically, that's is... what they're saying. Yeah. And with the holiday season, that's <laughs> unlikely. It might have to be delays. Exactly. Uh, but the cops have to go pick them up. And I do like the scene where they come out and look, where's mom and dad? And they see the two cops holding their names. Yeah, the spell again. Spelled Enrique wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wasted moment. But these two are the, I'm trying to find, you know, the jelly bean in the pile of shit. Mm-hmm. And these two are the jelly bean. Uh, when they're driving them home and they tell them, oh, you got to delay them. So they said, oh, look, we have a robbery in progress, but they don't. But there actually is a robbery. <laughs> Again, horrible scene, but I, I can appreciate where it would have went if they did it better. Cause it's, yeah, it goes back rob- to the delivery. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, this direction is, is shit. And I do like Jake Busey and, um, I have to, you know, obviously Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is... This is a huge embarrassment for so many of these um, actors I like in it. So when they they take the, they they actually get a robber during the false robbery, mm-hmm. and they put the robber in the car, mm-hmm. and Spike lets him go. How does he have key to the cuffs? Oh yeah, well listen, exactly. There's more bullshit. Um, yeah, uh, when I seen it, why would the police have given the key to a ten year old boy? I mean, this 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 is this neighborhood is a cult. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a weird cult where they're also so, close, where basically 10-year-olds fucking um, just help the police out when they want to and have access to handcuff keys and so, can release uh, prisoners whenever you want to whim. You know, it's... So did they give him the key, the keys? It's never explained. He just has it. I I, I, f- I would assume it was maybe in the front of the car somewhere and he went in and got it. And then, who's this fucking, is this fucking kid an idiot? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you got to feed my family. All right, go get a meal and come back. I swear on my kids' lives, you know, all this here. Yeah, I know. It, it's. It, yeah. Wow, that went nowhere. Yeah. And it's a wee guy that was in that series, uh, plays a kid, um, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Okay. So, Nora gives a toast, mm-hmm. thanking everybody for their help and stuff, and. Luther goes, yeah, same what she said. Um, no offense, Luther's kind of a douche. Yeah. Because nobody would behave like this. Yeah. These guys saved their fucking Christmas for their daughter. You would have instantly have said, 
thank you guys so much for doing this. Even though you're pissed off, you're not going to the Bahamas. <laughs> you would, you're, you're, no matter who you are, your first instinct is to say thank you all. You would play along. Exactly. But then she gets mad at him, and then he finds his arc, which is his grumpy neighbor. And they don't get along. They do, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And he gives them the Bahamas trip because she's not doing it. I do like the fact they don't mention she has cancer. They kind of say... They do mention she's it? Not, they don't say cancer. No, it is explicit, it's explicitly stated. Um, at, oh, do they? Yeah, um, near the beginning. And Are you sure? And it I said, thought he says... And then there is another scene that were, where it's um, then reported that this will probably be your last Christmas. But it's that... Oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm I, I'm on board with that. We know she's ill. Yes, but... but, but they never say cancer. No, the, can, the word they cancer don't. is used uh, um, near the beginning. I don't think it is. I promise you. I promise you. Because I like the fact they don't mention it. They just say mm-hmm. it's come back or they say something. I know obviously clearly what it is, but they don't really emphasize it and they kind of just. No, it's not. You know. I mean, it's not. Oh, but the, but the, no, it's not like sort of. It's, it's not too heavy. You know what I mean? And it's just, Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't think. But I think the, the word is definitely they, used. I'm the okay. beginning. All right. Um, well, you ruined that positive spot for me. <laughs> uh, I was going to. Give it a give it a pass there, but you just ruined that one. Thanks a lot, Trevor. <laughs> no, they ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. I will say it's a nice scene where he decides to give the tickets to them, and Emma Walsh sells it, and, and the, the his wife's very good at it. Uh, it's a small part, but it's a nice scene. Emma is um, em, em, Emmett Walsh and the actress who played played his wife. They're probably the strong. The, the, have the they do the best performances in it. Um, yeah. So they yeah. and you know they're obviously you know sort of season pros and um but again very predictable even though it is you know this is meant to pull on the the, the heartstrings this is meant to be the a big emo, the big emotional finale where Tim Allen sees the error of his ways and you know he realizes the true meaning of Christmas and you know um and, you know and it's all sort of everybody's happy and celebrates Christmas and all that sort of thing but again poor delivery piss poor delivery and really predictable. Um. Yeah, we're gonna. You know, guys, it's thirty, thirty-seven minutes into this fucking thing. <laughs> wow. Well, we probably we actually me and Trevor just spent more time discussing this film. Uh, too bad they didn't do that in the script room. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that would have been helpful. Uh, Trevor, give me just a final thought, and then uh... my final thought. Uh, not really a fan <laughs> of Christmas. Um, I hate Christmas films, and I really fucking hate this film. I I think it's it's just it pissed me off from start to finish. On funny, uh, I didn't laugh once. Um, uh, I just found it a real sort of chore to get through. Don't get me wrong, I don't hate it, and that like it offends me or anything. I just it's just the the quality is just so bad. It's one of the it's up there with Moonfall. Uh, it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. And that's not an exaggeration. It is. It it's just pure predictable, schmaltzy, not but but predictable, but at the same time nonsensical. You know, uh, it's it's just awful. I I never want to see it again. You know, I'm, I'm the opposite. I I hate Christmas, but I like Christmas films. Right, right. I, I mentioned them. I mean, some of my favorite films is you know, It's Wonderful Life is right up there. Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, this it's almost like Christmas films have died. Mm-hmm. There's, there, I, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, they're now Lifetime movies, movie of the weeks. Mm-hmm. There's no more Christmas movies, um, which is sad. At the end of the day, uh, 
they've got good message. A lot of them are Christmas Carol steals, and yes. or they're they're easy to pull off. Yeah, but if done right, they could really have a gold mine. Mm-hmm. And I seriously think the last good Christmas movie was Home Alone, and that the, the trifecta I mentioned earlier. Um, it just doesn't. The direction's poor. God love you, Jamie. But she's horrible in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is so fucking childish and stupid. Yes. You, you can't take it seriously. Um, it's got a nice little message near the end, but by the time you get to that message, it's a train wreck. Um, I mean, I, I don't know where to go with it. It's too bad. I'm shocked John Grissom approved this. Yeah. Because he's very, very particular about his novels. So I'm just going to assume he sold out. And that's too bad because I expect more from John Grisham. I I don't know where to go with it. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking when you see such talent and this is what they're given. Because I blame the production team. I blame the director. I don't blame the cast no, at all. Uh, no, ultimately it comes down to the director. And it's a terrible script by Christopher Columbus. Which shocks me. Yes. Shocks me. Because Chris Columbus should know better. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm going to fucking blame him. Mm-hmm. You know what? Shame on you. You've given us such great films. You just sold out, bought the rights to this book, and, and poured this out. This is what exactly what you did. And then there's a random it, Santa pops up at the very end where he's sort of peppered through, throughout it. Oh, yeah, Marty. I thought that was Martin Short. No. But it's no, not. It's an no. Australian actor. Oh, no, it's Marty. Oh, he's, his name's Arthur Papelbaugh or something like yes, that. Yes. He has a fucking great scene. And my cousin Vinny is mm-hmm. the lawyer who has who has the stammer. Mm-hmm. It's one of the funniest scenes in the movie. My cousin Vinny. God, I wish we were talking. My cousin. I Vinny. I I felt his character in this was mildly creepy. Um, and that he, he, <laughs> I'm serious, and maybe a bit more than mildly. It was just like he knew everybody, and he was almost like hypnotizing them. But then it sort of suggested he's actually Santa. But it's just a bit weird, you know, the whole sort of can I come to your Christmas party? You know, and then Jimmy Lee Curtis, of course, don't even know yet, but of course, come along. You know, well, he plays, he plays like he knows them. Yeah, uh, but but it comes, it's a bit weird and creepy. Yeah, I mean, the, well, the funny thing is, they could have played on that. Like, the whole party is walking around. Who's that? I don't know. I don't know. But it was no. It could have been a lot funnier the way they. It's just it, it boils down to direction. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Direction and writing destroyed this. This mm-hmm. film and also calling it Christmas the Cranks. What a fucking horrible name! Yeah, actually, skipping Christmas mm-hmm. would have been a better name. Yeah, yeah. So something went on there where Grissom read this. He says, "You're taking my title off." Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's awful. So it is. I um, I said earlier on that you know I hate Christmas films. There, I do like classic Christmas films. Like it's a Wonderful Life. Like uh, I was about to say, you don't you like Scrooge? No, but yeah, I, I like Scrooge. It's, uh, you know, with did Scrooge on the podcast, and I do like Scrooge. I do like, there are some that I, it's like Christmas songs. Uh, in general, I hate Christmas songs, but there are some there are some rare cases that I love them. So it would be the same with Christmas films with me. Scrooge, It's a Wonderful Life, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, Gremlins, Die Hard. You know, Christmas films like that. Yeah. Lethal well, Weapon. Yeah, so, you, yeah, so not to say you hate Christmas films. No, yeah, I hate the, what I should have said, I would like to correct myself, I should have said, I hate these 
types of Christmas films, you know, where they're family orientated, they're all like set in suburbia, very middle class, and it's and you know, these are the the hallmark Christmas movies. The I, these are the types of Christmas films, and there's always like this really sort of preachy lesson to them, you know, um, morality to it. There's no nuance or complexities, and I know that there there's not meant to be really. You know what I mean? It's they're, they're just simplistic sort of tales about, you know, Christmas and stuff. But they are just not my cup of tea at all. And this Christmas with the Cranks is like the sort of ultimate of those awful types of Christmas films. And, and more. <laughs> well, that's it. Trevor recommends it. So <laughs> you guys go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So next up, we just talked about it. We're going to be doing the little horde uh, double feature. So, thank God, I'll be looking to watching uh, Christmas Evil and, you know, a little classic Christmas Bloody Christmas. Yes. Um, we all know that's a, uh, it's going to be, you know, a wonderful Christmas classic to add to your collection. <laughs> you got Killer Robot Santa, you've got me sold. Mm-hmm. Look at that. All right, guys, listen. Heads up what's going to happen here. We are, first of all, I never mentioned last podcast. Uh, that's probably because Edward Scissorhands depressed the hell out of me. <laughs> Still not getting over that. Why did Edward have to be alone? I know, I know, I know. That's um, real because professional writers were writing this, and it's a great script. You know, Edward Scissorhands. On like, well, it's like we went from fucking polar opposites here. You know. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Well, we'll hopefully bounce back with the next two. Yeah. So we're gonna do the yeah the double feature, and then we're gonna end the the year with a Christmas Carol, uh, the original one with Alistair. What's his Sims. name again? Sims. Alistair Sims. And then we are gonna take about a month off, take a little breather. I know. Hold back the tears. <laughs> but here, uh, here, fear not, listeners. You can't just keep listening over and over to all our back episodes. Fear not. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You can listen to classics like Jack Frost. And <laughs> fucking stop or a mama shoot. The lighthouse. Fucking lighthouse. <laughs> uh, but we have had, I, I say this once in a while, massive resurgence on our downloads. And I don't know what's going on. I see it's in the U.S. USA, there you go. Thank you guys for joining us, especially you guys in Tennessee and Virginia. Yeah. We greatly appreciate you have downloaded quite a bit from us, and uh, we appreciate you and welcome on board. And uh, we apologize for a Christmas with the cranks, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. You got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, the rough with the smooth. Exactly, uh, Trevor. Before we we uh, part ways, do you have anything you want to add? Um, about the, yeah, well, um, yeah, just one thing about the runtime of Christmas with the cranks. Uh, it was one hour and forty five minutes, and it felt like about ten hours. <laughs> there you go. I was thinking about your magazine. Yes, I that's don't okay. Do that. yeah, just don't worry. That's no, no. I gave you. I gave you a moment to bring up. The, I was being. I was being subtle. Yep. And you decided to bring up Christmas with the fucking cranks. No. Way to go. Sales are gonna plummet now. <laughs> Phantasmagoria, the brand new issue, the Fantasy Tales special, is on sale throughout the world from Amazon. 
and also locally in Belfast from Forbidden Planet International Belfast and it's basically our sort of homage tribute to the classic genre publication edited by Stephen Jones and David A. Sutton Fantasy Tales and it's just basically a plethora of big names and you know classic stories in it along with interviews and articles and reviews and more artwork a lot perfect there you go get your copy today yep uh guys thanks for listening and we'll chat soon uh all the best